We are recording. We are recording episode 216 of the Voluntary Viewing Progress podcast. From the top, hello everyone, welcome to episode 216 of the Voluntary Viewing Podcast, recorded on March 5th, 2023. On the podcast today, we have a a man who we just had a conversation about his vision, uh, so we're not going to talk about that. Uh, Instead, to give us a rundown of the Madison, Wisconsin uh, housing market, Andrew Clark. Oh yes, uh, much more uplifting conversation (laughs) um the madison housing market is probably like the housing markets of a couple different cities out there yeah bad Hmm. it's it's hard to find a place all the houses are expensive the houses that aren't expensive are like legitimate like you know gut it and flip it kind of houses um taxes are really high uh houses are off the market in like a matter of days and uh like dozens of people will put offers in so yeah it's just that's how it be oh and then but on the bright side in order to drive to that house you do have to drive through a war zone of construction right isn't uh isn't it still cold didn't didn't wisconsin just survive a blizzard that would uh make this not the time of the year for construction to be possible it's not warm. Today uh-huh. it was about 45 degrees. Huh. Um, but yeah, you know, we're still in winter storm territory. It can happen. It could happen to you. <laughs> you could live in an on the whole pretty okay city, but late stage capitalism has led to a housing and infrastructure crisis that we are not equipped to address. What do you want to live, Andrew? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I dox yourself. Fuck, I want to live on the fucking moon. The like, moon? Yeah, yeah. Like, I want to go to space and I'm being legitimate. Like, if anyone other than Elon Musk, like, started a program where they're like, we are going to build a moon base, you can live there. You just have to work to build a moon base. I'd do it. Like, I would. I'm serious. Um. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, uh, barring centuries of advancement in human history uh, or in human technology happening in the next five years, uh, the Antarctica research station. Oh, Oh. we talked about that like a really long time ago on the podcast about how it would be fun to do that for like a three month shift. Right. You got to do it once, right? Yeah. (laughs) Everyone's got to do it at least once. Yeah. Do you guys think in a blind taste test you could distinguish moon dirt from earth dirt? <laughs> moon dirt is not dirt. Yeah. <laughs> it's like silicate. Yeah, it is very powdery. So okay. I imagine. All right. I mean, it's not even made that. out of the same thing. Earth dirt is just organic matter and sand. Moon dirt is silicone ground to a powder. <laughs> What about like a rock? What about like a moon rock versus an earth rock? I... That I could not tell. Okay. Pro- pro- yeah, probably not. Blind? All what right. does blind mean? Like literally no no sight? Because then uh, yeah, I definitely can't tell. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'd no be sight. going off of like look. <laughs> yeah, that mm. looks moony. 
but the only moon rocks that I've ever seen are all black. So it's like, oh, that's plausible that that could oh. be on Earth too. It's not like a white rock, you know. Hmm. I'm guessing right. it's because they like suck. Like they they get they give the sucky rocks over there. Oh, oh like the the black ones that are boring and not very moony. I don't know. You mean like those those people that uh, got Abe killed? Yeah. They... I thought you were going to say like those people that fucked on the moon rocks and ruined them. That was a thing too. Wait, Wait what? what? Oh, yeah. You guys didn't hear about that? It was no. like a NASA employee. I don't remember when. A long time ago. Who like, yeah, took his girlfriend into like where they keep the moon rocks and had sex on the moon rocks. That's Why awesome. did that ruin them? Just like ruined all that. <laughs> Contamination? I don't know. Like they're they're coming from another body. I don't think you're supposed to have sex on them. Says who? Having sex on moon rocks. Thad Roberts. Of course, his name would be oh, Thad. Oh, Thad. Thad Roberts. 25-year-old intern. Oh, my God, Jesus. dude. What a guy. I'm guessing he lost his internship. Apparently. There's also a book titled Sex on the Moon. The amazing story behind the most audacious heist in history. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, he he stole the rocks. I misremembered. Oh. He like stole them, brought them to a hotel room where they had sex on them. And then I think he put them back, but yeah. Hmm. That's a little weird. Yeah. Now it's it's a little less cool and, and more just weird. Oh, it was already it was already weird, but yeah, I was going to say I think it's weird enough anyway. According to Wikipedia, the book received uh, mainly negative reviews, (laughs) criticized for its purple prose and overly sympathetic discussion of the ringleader. Nice. (laughs) Also on the podcast today, uh, we have Ryan Holtz, uh, who I would like to ask if uh, he and possibly us are too far have peaked too far beyond the the L.A. curtain for things to be as cool as they once were. I, I have a specific example I would like to give to you, Ryan. All right, do it. Uh, so a uh, person I'm mutual with on Twitter. Not gonna not gonna get names. Not gonna get too far into. Uh, not not gonna give too get too far in the details. But essentially, they posted uh, kind of one of those like more like FOMO generate-y, uh tweets that was mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, just did this cool uh south park escape room with uh this this influencer i'm friends with look at us go and like i live in la i've lived in la enough now to know that like that's just at the glendale mall she was posting about how cool it was at the glendale mall and like yeah no like five years ago i would have seen that would have been like wow oh good for them that's a great time but now it's like I don't know. I'm here. I know where this is. I walked past that. I made fun of that with Ryan and Ian when we went to get fitted for our suits. Is it? Am I too far beyond the pale now? Are we, Ryan? I don't know. Yeah, Glendale Mall is pretty lame. Like, mm. it's a cool I... mall, I guess. But malls are inherit- inherently kind of stupid. And the guy who owns it tried to run for mayor, and he's like super Trumpy. So, oh, you know. I'm going to say this. I don't live in California. If I moved out to LA, there's probably a lot of things that I would think at first glance were like really cool that you guys are probably like totally over by now. 
I don't think I would ever brag about going to a South Park escape room. <laughs> no, even if it wasn't in a mall, but especially if it was in a mall. <laughs> mall would be so much worse. I, Andrew, how was uh, the, the mall you were at? How, how have they adjusted to the uh, otaku house taking up residency? Um, well, I don't think there was a single person in there. Oh, um, no. I didn't go. I didn't go in. I just took the uh, the picture from the threshold to send to you. Is that like a chain? Is that a, I've never heard of that before. That was that the first I've heard of that as well. Um, I mean, it was like balls to the wall anime. Not like, ooh, we're a store that caters to anime fans. It was <laughs> like the this is the anime store. Like this, this could have been at fucking Disney World. Like for how hardcore it was. It's terrifying. It's I, a terrifying proposition. Okay, so they have a website. Uh, oh, I think there might be an international chain, and now they have physical locations in the U.S. Um, also, I don't know if you noticed from that photo, but I ended up zooming in on it later. The logo, which is like a guy, has an Among Us dude on his shoulder. What? And I don't know why, because <laughs> that's not anime, right? Uh, I, I've spent a lot of time thinking about this, and I can uh, verify, no, uh, Among Us is not anime. Huh. I think this might be an illegal store. <laughs> Because, like, the Otaku House website logo is different than the one... <laughs> In the picture. Uh, Madison. The number one anime merchandise. And <laughs> yeah, this is com- this is a completely yeah. different vibe. I mean, the Among Us makes me... Are they doing this as a meme? Are they starting... Oh, wait, hold on. Okay, otakuhouse.net versus what I was on.com. .net seems to be wh- yeah, where you were at. I don't huh. This is weird. This is very weird. Yeah, and on that like first otaku house, like there's a, lo- a store location. There's 3 of them. None of them are in America. Also, I'm realizing, based on their website, it kind of looks like, I don't think they actually sell anime. I think they just sell anime merchandise. Like, they don't have Blu-rays. They don't have DVDs. Hmm. Okay, yeah, this is a completely different store with the same name. Because they do have their own website. I cannot imagine that is allowed. Well, (laughs) it might be like an international versus American copyright thing. What does the about section say? Otaku House, 31 branches all over America. Yeah, which is already different because that other place only had three stores. We willing to open 50 branches this year. We're looking to expand our business. All caps. Hmm. We willing. Yeah. You can become a partner and earn money by opening shops and shopping centers all over America near to you. That is Sounds legit. That is what capitalism yeah. is. That's store ownership let's do it you guys they have to give the among us people 
money to use the bean, right? Like this is mm, maybe not. This maybe is only if they find out something going on. Like, but why? Why is the Among Us guy in their logo? <laughs> I don't why know. Why wouldn't he be Andrew? Like that's that's a better question. But no. My first question is better, Ryan. Why hmm. is he there? We are locating everywhere. <laughs> oh God, that's a threat. I'm I'm getting <laughs> that's a threat I, if I've ever uh, heard one. I don't know. I, I'm starting to get Channer vibes from this. This seems Dude, a little suspect I, I th- to me. I think this might be a store run by Chat GPT. Oh no. I think it's just like English is not their first language. Ah, possibly. No, like that's more likely. It's not that. But I just think something weird's going on that they're like doing this rapid expansion and it doesn't seem like a place that would necessarily have, you know, that much demand. Yeah. Well, mm, I don't weird know about mall that. anime store. I do. I do know that. <laughs> how many, how many people at the Hilldale mall are looking for all the latest hot anime items not a single one at the time that i was there because yeah, the store like, was empty these are these are regular folk <laughs> maybe in a like hub area i could see it but well they do have uh 31 branches all across the u.s and are and and they <laughs> willing to open 50 more by end year yeah boy their know, indexing is not not great on their website you could work for them lucas you could fix their shit and then you could take over you could sucker (laughs) i fix all their problems and then take over maria and i did just rewatch the social network this week (laughs) and i would love to talk about that in the group chat later uh but also hello i am lucas the writer uh there's some jrpg uh jrpg discourse going on right now it's all just a convo I've had in my head. I don't know how many times over the course of the past five years. Uh, I'm not going to get into it now, but uh, yeah, no games press in the like aughts, wildly sexist and racist. I didn't think people needed to be reminded of that. Uh, and also, yeah, no matter what kind of function a term might serve, uh, if a marginalized group of people is like, Hey, I think using this term is problematic and makes me uncomfortable. The morally correct thing to do is to stop using that term. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to try to phase JRPG out of my lexicon. And I feel like I've been referring to like specific kinds of games like that as uh, turn-based games, uh, more or less, over the course of the past. I don't even know how long. This podcast probably has receipts on that. <laughs> wow. Because you're the truly enlightened most woke of them all at the end of the day uh you know yeah <laughs> it's heavy heavy as the crown uh no it's not it's actually super easy yeah it's the lightest crown in the world uh y'all just slacking skill issue potentially mm. technically the yeah. phrase is heavy as the head that wears the crown so i've been led to believe that the crown itself actually not that heavy uh, oh, the head it, that wears it is just i don't know it transfigures your head yeah. so that you just, it is heavier you just got the water brain uh, no you put the crown on you get a big dick that's how it works seems Wrong legit head. no yeah 
The Elden Ring DLC seems legit. Uh, or at the very... God damn. This is how much goodwill I have towards From Software versus uh, versus Bethesda. Where From Software drops a JPEG. Uh, real, actually, it's a PNG file. There's, there's a lot of data. You can zoom in hella far on this. Uh, From Software drops a JPEG for a new game. And I'm like sold let's do it love it you have done nothing wrong um but of course we criticize bethesda widely for doing shit like that but uh no i'm excited for the elden ring dlc uh shadow of the herb tree what's it gonna be about um i i think like we're going to figure out what's up with the last imperion uh uh makia finally What's going on with that? Uh, a androgynous, androgynous lad. Um, that was Mikola. Mikola. Yeah. Mickey. Yeah, because because that one that one lady that's supposedly really hard. She goes, "I am Millennia, sword of Mikola." Mikola, or with Mik- like a Q. Hmm. You're talking uh, about the one that got kidnapped by the Lord of Blood, right? He was sleeping in the earth tree. Uh Prince of Blood, but yes. Yeah. Yeah, what whatever. Yeah. But that that guy? Yeah, that's Mikola. Uh, yeah. Okay. Mikola then. Yeah, oh, we're gonna figure on, out. I don't, I don't even like this game, and I know the Wow. Yeah, <laughs> nah, we're gonna figure out what's up with him. Um, I didn't think something could be up with him because Andrew, sorry about these spoilers. He doesn't seem to be doing great. He doesn't seem to be doing great when you run into him in the game. Well, you're about to learn why he's not doing great. Uh, yeah, I, I presumably, well, okay, presumably he's not doing great because the Prince of Blood might have turned himself into blood and had been all up inside him uh, in a way that is really rapey and uncomfortable, but also, yeah, you know what, that tracks, that that, that tracks for this game. You just hate it when the Prince of Blood turns himself into blood, like, yeah. Yeah, that's just some bullshit, man. What are you doing? Come on, Mog. You you think you're doing your god, the formless mother, proud right now? No, you're letting her down. And I also, I'm willing to form- go out on a limb and say, a little different from rapey. Like, not saying better or worse. A little different, probably. <laughs> Turning yourself into blood and infiltrating someone else's body. Not 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 exactly the same thing. <laughs> Mm, I don't it's know. Like, it's like metaphorically rapey. It's like I feel does like he it's... get pleasure out of doing it, or like why is he doing it? Uh so just likes being the, blood, man. The prince, of, the prince of blood, is doing it. Uh, he kidnapped Mikola, uh, as like a way to make his god stronger. Uh, but then Mikola is cursed both with eternal youth. Uh, and then also for everyone to fall in love with him. Uh, and then the Prince of Blood being, uh, yeah, just wildly mistreated throughout his life. Uh, his idea of what it means to love someone is, uh, very, very bad. Uh, and is therefore trying to, yeah, control him or become one, uh, with, with him uh, by turning himself into blood and then getting all up in there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Elden Ring. Yeah. Game of the year. Ba, 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 ba. Absolutely. That's Elden Ring. 
Um, and the last thing I'll say is that uh, From Software, fantastic history of the DLC they put out uh, being just the strongest part of every game they release. Uh, so I am I am phenomenally stoked for this. I, I cannot wait. Um, I've beaten every major boss in Elden Ring, and I can't wait uh, wait to beat the next couple major bosses. Scumbag Dan Snyder's sale of the Washington football team has two weird caveats. Uh, one, the team cannot be sold to Jeff Bezos, one of like two dozen people on the planet who can buy the Washington football team. Uh, and two, the NFL agrees not to publish the results of any misconduct allegations into Snyder following the sale. Yeah, that makes the, sense. The second one is bad um that's clearly a i'm guilty please don't tell anyone i'll go away (laughs) just don't hurt me um the first one the not selling it to jeff bezos is weird because most people are, are kind of like agreeing that that's actually just a trying to drive up the price of the team because it sounds like jeff bezos is like fairly interested in buying the team Partly because he has nothing better to do. It, um, he has too much money. You might exactly. as well. Like that's that's what you do when you have too much money. You, like because it's the only owning a major football team is like the only thing that can really use up that amount of money in any sort of meaningful way. Or well, not meaningful, but. Um, but honestly, though, like most of the mega billionaire, like most of the NFL team owners aren't like mega billionaires. Like I, a majority of them are. Like the, most of their wealth comes from the fact that they own the football team. Like right. They don't. They don't have outside interest. There's a few, especially the most recent ones who have bought teams. You know, they're they're like the billionaires types that. Yeah, they don't have anything better to do. But a lot of them, yeah, like it's just like, you know, they fucking inherited the shit. Yeah. Their great grandpa randomly took a bunch of dudes and was like, "Hey, this is new sport. Let's make a team." <laughs> And then it went passed down and now it's worth fucking billions. And they're like, yay. And like people have made the argument that that is maybe how it should be, that owners should be making most of their money from the teams because then they have a vested interest in the teams doing well. Sometimes. Sometimes sometimes. not. Bezos, Bezos and Snyder are like enemies, though, because... Uh, Bezos owns WAPO, who oh, published right. all the stories about how Snyder was a piece of shit. Um, and also, like, that goes back into, like, some people are speculating that the reason they did that was because Jeff Bezos wanted to buy the team and was trying to drive the price of the team down <laughs> by, like, smearing their name. Um, and now Snyder is like counteracting that with like basically saying, if you want to buy the team, you're going to have to pay way more than anyone else. I'm sorry. Are people undermining the editorial ethics of the Washington post because they think Bezos wants to buy a football team? I, this is, have you seen the shit? The Washington post is. Yeah. Dude, the Washington bought them. Yeah. The Washington there is no post. editorial standards <laughs> whatsoever. Yeah. No, anymore. they are, they are the media wing of Amazon now. Yeah. It's actually fucking insane. Like you, yeah, and it, like the New York Times 
is not great nowadays like yeah. with some of the editorials and shit they publish oh my but God, you can dude. put side by side the headlines of like new york times chicago tribune la times and washington post and it's crazy like kind of creepy how much different like the slant of the washington post is compared like you'd think yeah all these major outlets would be pretty similar but the information is the same the result should be the same <laughs> nope yeah so I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't put it past them. But also, like, yeah, I don't know. Dan Snyder's a piece of shit. I one of them things. And then I will say, like, the um other wrinkle to all this is that I think I think the DC area, I think the Washington football team fan base by and large is cool with the team going to Bezos. Like it's just because he's not Snyder. Like I, yeah. yeah, I think they take anything but Snyder at this point. Mm. Yeah. And they're like, oh, Bezos, if he bought us, he could fix up you know, the stadium do whatever I, yeah which he wouldn't do he just used taxpayer money like every yeah every nfl owner he wouldn't yeah. actually spend any of his own money listen we've all seen how cock diesel bezos has gotten like he'll bring their strength team up he'll 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 get that facility up to par if anything so he can use it right all right guys so step one gear <laughs> you guys you guys been on the newest moxicycling uh fucking cycle it's great. Oh, you can't do that? Ooh. We, I'm out of ideas. Um, Related Jeff, to the... Go ahead. Je- Jeff Bezos would invent, through pharmaceutical funding, a drug that could mask roid detection in drug oh, tests. You don't even have to mask. You just literally use one that they're not testing for. <laughs> like they, Everyone knows which drugs are being tested for. And just uses the other ones that, you know, they're not being tested for because, like, A, they're not in vogue, or B, like, they're just too new that they they don't have tests for them yet. And, yeah, like, they're every player Guys, in the NFL is using some sort of form of performance enhancement. Like It's just, just a scene from American Psycho where they're comparing... Uh, like the business, business cards, cards but it's just their gear yeah, yeah like now let's see aaron Rodgers' steroids <laughs> like i'm on iacusa and natural no, okay. growth hormones that i got from joe rogan <laughs> like now how about uh i don't know fucking who, who like dk metcalf's <laughs> steroids Start sweating and narrating all the... I'm on chicken hormones. (laughs) Guys, you're not thinking cost-effectively here. You're not thinking like an Amazon solutions executive here. What Jeff Bezos would actually do is create a little strainer that football players would attach to the tip of their penises (laughs) that would collect all the steroid particles whenever (laughs) they had to pee into a cup for testing. It's pretty good. I don't know why no one thought of that. <laughs> I mean, there is discourse out there that like part of the reason that like performance enhancing drug tests should be phased out of professional sports is because yeah, it forces people to use the off brand riskier <laughs> yeah. stuff. And not necessarily off brand. It could just be stuff that's it was formulated six months ago by mm. this Russian lab. Like we don't really know what it does, like, but it, it makes us strong, that's for sure. Whereas, like, yeah, the shit that Jeff Bezos is using has probably been around for decades and has been really well tested 
and we basically know how to like knock out all the side effects and like we know the long-term impact all this stuff like he's using that primo shit that is being tested for because it's very well known and prescribed by doctors and shit for treatment of certain issues like yeah i don't know Speaking of NFL teams, though, speaking of what goes on behind closed doors there, uh, we have a rare peek into what players think of their uh, employers, I guess. Uh, The NFL Players Association published a report card that essentially scores each team on different dimensions of what it's like playing, working for them. Uh, Things like nutritional programs, facilities, travel accommodations, etc. Uh. The Minnesota Vikings got the highest combined score and the Commanders the lowest. Uh, As Ryan pointed out before we recorded, the Packers came in at number six uh, and the Cardinals were the second lowest team. Yeah. No, people hate the fucking Cardinals. That's one of the main things that came out of this. Yeah. Can't stand being on the Cardinals. I, I mean, it was one of those things where like even the coach of the last couple of years was like kind of like somewhat publicly over the last two years being like, it's okay. If you guys fire me, I, I don't mind. You can <laughs> fire me if you want to, I'll go do something else. I'll go to Thailand. Yeah. On a one way trip. <laughs> yeah. Is he uh, back? <laughs> I, I think, I think he must've come back or is he, is he still there? I, I I find this deeply interesting, uh, if only because with the culture of the NFL, it's weird to hear like NFL players, uh, even through like a a medium, an intermediary like this, make some pretty cogent criticisms of their teams. Um, I I don't know. Do you guys have any takeaways from this? Uh, I don't know if you have, uh, if you've had a chance to look it over at all. Yeah, I looked it over a little bit. Um, I mean, we we talked about this also before the podcast. One of the things that did not surprise me is that the last place team uh, in the strength training, like the strength team category was the Ravens, Mm -hmm. which the Ravens over the last couple of years have just had like an insane amount of injuries that have also lasted longer than they should have um tons of starters going down with season ending injuries that then take longer to heal up than like they usually would and then when that report came out like a ton of ravens players were like yeah the fucking strength coaches suck ass they're the reason why we keep getting hurt and why we can't heal up the shit needs to change and i think that's like crazy that they just like put that out in that put that out in public uh, i mean I'm, it, good that they did but you you don't see that a lot from NFL players because they're kind of told to like you you don't talk shit about the team ever yeah and and now they're like no this is bad enough we're gonna we're gonna say this I also I stand corrected to a point I made uh, before we started to recording F minus is a score here yeah which makes me wonder what the difference between an F and an F minus is uh. And then also, I noticed that uh, the Las Vegas Raiders pretty solid overall. Uh, I will note that it, you know what, they're they're kind of mid. They're kind of mid when it comes to training staff. And I know 
Uh, John Gruden's kid is still a part of that training staff. <laughs> so, wait, is he know, still? Uh, he I didn't leave so. with John Gruden. Uh, I don't believe he left with John Gruden. So, John Gruden's son. Wait, Deuce? Is it Deuce? Yeah, it yes. is Deuce Gruden. It is that guy. That's his fucking name, Deuce Gruden. Unironically, it's got to be a nickname, <laughs> right? No, no fucking shot. It might be John Gruden the second. He didn't name his kid Deuce. I just. I refuse. Deuce Gruden. Oh, no, he's on. He's on the Raiders. Yeah, it does seem oh, like oh, yeah, he's no, he still is, there. Yeah, he's he is on the Raiders. Yeah. I I yeah, it's got to be John Gruden the second, right? There's no shot he named his kid Deuce. Um, where's his Wikipedia page? He might not have one. He's not big enough. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury did return from Thailand to interview for the Texans head uh, uh, offensive coordinator role uh didn't get it <laughs> Ooh. uh lost out to the 49ers passing game coordinator and uh yeah. now just is apparently like is, they're saying his girlfriend took a bunch of bikini pics on the canary islands so that's where they are now oh okay so there you go yeah he yeah i think you're right i mean i can't find anything that says that his name is john gruden the second but that is the only thing that makes sense but also pick a different nickname (laughs) you oh my god where does deuce is that is it a language um the french what is it uh french for two is do and like do um and then spanish is dos so like i wouldn't be surprised if like latin is deuce huh I mean, the only reason I think it's John Gruden Jr. is that I know the name or nickname for, like, uh, the third person to get, like, the whatever name, uh, be named uh, a family name. Like, they'll often go with Trey as a nickname. Yeah. So, Deuce came from the old French word for two, which was, is it the same one? D-E-U-S? Is that French for two? Deuce is like no uh French for no, two right dead. now is like do yeah with an X. Yeah. So yeah, this apparently old French was D-E-U-S, which then came over here. Okay. When probably like the fucking Normans and shit. So then it became one of the words for two here. Ooh. Um also one other interesting thing, uh about the NFL Players Association report cards, uh, Kansas City Chiefs are 29th out of 32, which is, I I guess, you know, maybe them winning the Super Bowl will uh, work against them there. Like, we don't, we, Clark Hunt doesn't need to invest more money in, in the club improving. They're doing great with what they got. I mean, that, that might be part of it is that, like, you know, for the last 10 years, you know, I mean, even before Patrick Mahomes came along, like the Chiefs were good mm-hmm. for a couple of years. Yeah, for like, a couple of years. Yeah. Um, and then Patrick Mahomes came along and they were really good. But obviously, like before that stretch, they were fucking awful. Um, but yeah, being a good team usually means you don't look all that closely on the stuff you could be doing better because they're like, we're doing good enough. We don't have to change anything. Don't, you know, don't fix what's not broken. 
But I mean, that's kind of one of the issues they had for a little bit is that Patrick Mahomes was so good that they didn't give a shit about their defense (laughs) because they're like, Patrick Mahomes is going to drop 50 every game. We don't need a good defense. And then they're like, well, maybe we should anyway. Defense. We don't need defense where we're going. Uh, I do have one last question about uh, the NFL. Uh, And forgive me if this is something I, as an adult uh, man who enjoys football, should know. Um, Does the draft order uh, outside of deals and like trades and stuff, um, do they only take into consideration uh, regular season records or is there? Well, okay. I mean, in the top portion, yeah. Yeah. For the teams that make the playoffs, their order is determined by how they finish. Okay. So and like the regular the, season is tiebreakers. The last the last pick in that round of the draft is the team that won the Super Bowl. Okay. You know, other other than tiebreakers cuz you know lots of teams will end up with the same record. Right, right. No, okay. That yeah, answer that question perfectly. I, there's not a situation in which I think it was Two years ago, the Bears ended up in the playoffs with like a, a 500 record. And like yeah. if they, by some miracle had won, it would have been like this this even Stevens team is uh won the Super Bowl and is also now like in a way higher than they should be draft position. Okay. Yeah. I can't it was like they, they won like eight games all season and ended up with like the 20th pick or some shit. Um this year, they fun would. fact, there's there's only 31 picks in the first round because the Dolphins uh, lost their pick. They did a tamper. Due to tampering. Not because of the uh, investigation into extremely racist activity. That's right. <laughs> uh, just because they uh, were talking to Tom Brady about trying to get him over to the team. Well, they did some pretty heavy tampering, to be they, fair. Like that, they did. It was, that it wasn't was, your standard run-of-the-mill tampering. What, that was, part, part of what, it was... Come over to our team and we'll give you, yeah, part of the team at like, like give you shares of the team. That's fucking crazy. Oh my God. I forgot. Yeah. This is why Tom Brady like retired for three weeks last year because he was planning like a, how do I, how do I play for the dolphins without fucking up the money I already have coming from the bangle, not the bangles uh, from uh the buccaneers buccaneer thank you uh without fucking up the money from the buccaneers uh and also making my shares of the dolphins explode in the process i fuck the moon is that is that why he has retired this year and in that really weird matter of the fact way because he's like i might have consequences to face if i don't get out of here now well i mean the reason he came back was I mean, one of the reasons he came back was because that shit was going down and then he kind of was like forced into like not unretire or like into unretiring because the league then knew that he was considered like the league knew he was going to play that year. And if he went, never mind, I'm not going to the Dolphins, never mind, then it would have been more obvious. But uh, yeah, It it was dumb. Wait, so does that mean that one less player gets drafted? Yeah. Like total? Yeah. Um I yeah. Uh I mean there's I comp that... picks and shit like that. Right, right, right. right. Like, it always com- varies. 
There's always the same amount of comp picks, though. Oh, um, is there? I didn't know. I that. mean, like, well, I mean, there are more now than there were before, because now you can get comp picks by having a member of your staff that's a person of color get promoted by another team. So, like, if your offensive coordinator is black and he becomes the head coach of another team, you get a third round comp pick for that. That's I didn't realize only that, if he's that, black or if it's if he's just... a person of color. It... <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. Really? So the wow, NFL. Yeah. That's, I mean, that, that's, that's, new, that's new. The last Holy two years. Shit. That's new. The last two years. That I was feel like. But couldn't you just have that for any coach that got poached? Wouldn't that the, make more the sense? The reason was because they were facing so much scrutiny over the Rooney rule not working. And because, you know, at one point there was one black head coach in the NFL that they they said they were doing it to try to incentivize a lack of racism, <laughs> more or less. Uh, it does seem like it varies, by the way. Like mm. uh, the last four years have had uh, 254 picks, 255 picks, okay, uh, 200 and God, how so much was this? This maybe, was a lot. Maybe the super weird uh, formula that they use for comp picks does vary. Hmm. Yeah. 262 um, last year there was a fuck ton so um yeah like so the 49ers got a, a third round pick because robert sala was the is now the head coach of the jets um, i still think that like you should get comp picks for any coach that gets poached like i'm just that would make yeah, more sense to me yeah um but again like they were doing that as like an like i i can get it you know they were facing maybe, maybe facing make a lot it of, more yeah more comp. Like, like you get instead of a fourth you get a third because it's it's yeah, always a, it's color. always a third. It's I know, but that's third. what I'm saying. Like if yeah. you if you have a white coach that gets poached, you get a fourth oh. round. You know, like I feel <laughs> yeah. like a coach, like a coordinator, like getting poached and moving to head coach. That's a huge blow to a team. I'd argue that's as big, if not bigger, than a like player getting signed away in free agency. Like I don't know, that could be huge. That that made all the difference for the Bills. I maintain this year, like Brian Dable leaving, that that was huge for them. They went from unstoppable juggernaut to like solid offense. So we'll see. Anyway, I hope you all enjoyed that uh, sports conversation because we are in one of the weird stretches of the year where uh, interesting sports stuff is really not happening. It's now and uh in august i bucks yeah bucks just NBA. lost their 16 yeah. day winning, yeah. 16 game winning streak yeah oh. that kind of sucked in horrific fashion <laughs> we were up 18 in the fourth quarter and then lost i didn't no injuries so i don't give a shit <laughs> horrific I, fashion yeah. as long as if everyone's healthy at the end of the day not that horrific to me I guess. in a regular season game whatever I, a loss is a loss. We'll be fine. Listen, I'm 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 there. I'm I'm day one, April fifteenth, NBA playoff start. I'm repping. I'm repping my boys. Bucks die hard. Call me a fair weather fan. I probably am one. I just, I just don't got it in me. I just don't got it in me to give a shit about regular season basketball. Regular season, any sport, really. That's not the NFL. Like, yeah, the NFL is. It's so compact that. It, it's almost impossible not to care but any other sport it's just it's too much man you can't right? keep up but yeah i'll catch like a big game here or there 
but yeah, I can't possibly watch every night. That being at an airport in like uh, a mechanic lobby, any situation that like, I just have to exist here for like 20 to 20 minutes to an hour and a half regular season basketball. Perfect for that. Like a thing I'm choosing to put on in my leisure time. I couldn't be me. I'm sorry. I don't know. I, I like watching. I mean, I don't, I certainly don't watch every game. There's just, there's so much. Um, but like, I, I do really enjoy putting on like a good bucks game because, you know, either I'm watching intently cause shit's going off, you know, like the fucking rails and I can yell and scream or I'm like on my phone or like doing something else and looking up occasionally and watching the game for a couple of minutes and going back to doing something else. It's fun. That's fair. It's a good, uh, it's a good sport. <laughs> like basketball is, it one is. Of those, it's like <laughs> the excitement per minute is so high. Uh, speaking of a good sport, how, uh, how far do we think the Badgers are going to get in, uh, March Madness this year, which is to say the fucking tournament. Yeah, we dude. did it. Oh, Where no. have you been? We're yeah. gonna miss it by a. We might not make the NIT. Oh, dude, they, we've been horrendous. Yeah, like we started off the season pretty strong, and then I, I'm very proud of myself. I said I wasn't gonna watch a single game of Badgers basketball this season, and I haven't. Contradictory um, to what you just said, but okay. We we lost so many games in a row, and like every single game is the same. It's like. Yeah, the Badgers went like 10 minutes without scoring a fucking basket. Like, that happens a lot. Like, they are awful this year. Yeah. It's it's crazy. It does not make any sense, but it is a thing. The, our record is better than we are because we've eked out a couple of, like, you know, one-score games. Uh, I think we were, what, we were, like, ranked 10th in the country. We were. Point. Yeah, yeah, like a month in like a month or two into the season, we were ranked really high. And now we are like an abomination. Yep. All right. So I guess that's why I'm not gonna give a shit about March Madness this year outside of my work bracket. <laughs> um speaking of weird shit, speaking of horrendous shit, uh Corridor Digital. Remember them, gang? Remember them from our youths? They used an AI filter to make an anime. People are rightfully dragging it. I've actually seen this. This has pierced my bubble. I have also media, seen it. So, well, of Wait, course you've seen this. Well, was it? A, is it an anime show? Or I thought it was just like a short, like a sketch. Yeah, it's a sketch. Yeah, yeah. But so, like, they they made a YouTube video. Yeah, I don't. I don't, yeah. I don't think they should catch a whole lot of flack for making a YouTube video. I don't Andrew's know if it's real bad. Oh, is it? Is it really bad? Well, like, their whole purpose of the video is like, hey, man, you remember how, like, it used to be really hard to make movies because you had to buy all this expensive film and have all this expensive equipment. Now you just have an iPhone. Like, that's them, but with anime. Like, they're like, hey, man, remember when it was so hard to make anime? You had to have years of training and all this fancy tech stuff. Now you just need an iPhone and AI and you can make anime. Oh, (laughs) like, they, they made a point of saying, like, yeah, anime creators are a thing of the past. Just explicitly. Not, not necess- Did they say that explicitly? I don't remember that explicitly, but they're definitely implying that like, wow, this is amazing. Now anyone can just make anime. It's so easy. Oh, but, but it's like, never mind. Really bad. I, it doesn't, it looks okay. I mean, it's all, 
it's clearly like you'd have to clean it up to make it actually like passable. But the point of the video is that, you know, they leave it raw and like, this is what it actually exported. Um, but no, like they're, they were using professional costumed actors on a green screen, mm-hmm. like perfectly lit and like, you know, using all their fancy camera equipment <laughs> to film. I'm going to look And it it's up. still, yeah, didn't look good (laughs) fine opening line opening line of the description anyone all caps can make a cartoon with this groundbreaking technique oh it 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 does look weird yeah Yeah, like it's not like you would have to hire professional artists to clean it up and make it actually look because because they they filmed a video and then they they used like an ai filter to make it look yeah. Like it was drawn, right? Exactly. They, okay. It's rotoscoping, but with AI. Okay. That is I mean, exactly it, what it is. it's cool. It, it's a cool thing that you can do. I. You could not do this. <laughs> oh. You, Andrew, could not do no, this. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that, like, the common man. I'm like, I'm just saying it's it's a fun little thing that they did, but, like, making a big deal out of it is weird. They I, spent it, probably thousands of dollars yeah. to make this, and yeah. they're all professional... Yeah, visual effects artists. I'm not. Like, I'm not saying that like none of this being cool is because it's like a thing that anyone could do or that it was easy. I'm just saying. Oh yeah, they made a video and they put uh, a scanner darkly over top of it. Andrew, I but even it. that would have been better. Like you, yeah, paying artists to professionally rotoscope because that is an animation technique that mm-hmm. really happens but they were like no it's ai it's anyone yeah. can do this shit and it's like nah no, no. I'm, i i'm agreeing with you i'm just saying <laughs> this would have been kind of a fun thing if they didn't like make that the point of what they were doing I, and like this isn't even getting into the the writing and the performances in this video which andrew if you listen to any 45 second to. clip of dialogue i'm, I'm not you, gonna watch you this wouldn't shit. be calling this shit cool it is i i have no way of confirming this but i very much believe that uh stable diffusion or one of the ai companies paid corridor digital yeah, to I make agree. this and then a writer's room that either does not know or actively hates anime <laughs> had to write a seven-minute anime sketch. And it had seven minutes. Why? Oh, I could have made it's... this like 30 seconds. Do you oh. guys remember the SpongeBob anime? Yeah. You remember how oh. fucking amazing that was? Like, Andrew, you should watch it. Like, it is the, the amount of care and dedication put into that art is unbelievable like and it's really genuinely good that could have been this and no they and yeah it's so obviously like a shill for stable diffusion like there's no fucking shot that they aren't being paid like to to make this like it's just i don't know it's lame in every sense of the word also apparently they ripped off castlevania for the backgrounds yeah like they just straight up took stills from Castlevania Ooh. and used them as their backgrounds. Ooh, I don't know, man. Like it, everything about this is fucking lame as shit. Like it's Ooh. just it's bad. Okay, so. I'm I'm on your side now. <laughs> AI is not there yet. Everyone thinks everyone wants to push AI as though it's like there, which is weird because it's like the opposite of the internet's adoption curve. Is like 
everyone was kind of like shitting on the internet and being like, ha what a weird little stupid thing for nerds. Like, no, that'll never be big. And now like we get AI and it's like, holy shit, this is the next big thing. Everyone fucking hop on board. Like, let's do it. And all the normies are like, whoa, this is crazy. And it's like, so the opposite. Mm-hmm. And it, I don't know if that means it's all going to just like crash and burn because it's so like, I don't know. It's being hyped up as here. It's being hyped up as like AI is here, motherfuckers. Our lives are about to change. And it's like, it's not, it's not ready, man. It's not so, there yet. Weird story. I had to explain what chat GPT was uh, in a work meeting a couple days ago. Um, I, as someone who have, I've never used it. I've never used any of these AI programs. Um I think both of you have. Yeah, absolutely. If I remember correctly. Um, Ryan, I remember you saying you used it. Lucas, have you used chat GPT? If I have, I do not recall. Okay. Um, But like, yeah, I I had to explain to a couple of my coworkers what it was in the meeting because we found out that a hospital system that we work with uh, is just using chat GPT to find all of their business goals for 2023. (sighs) Um, And we're like, like what does that mean like what is that i'm like okay here's what chat gpt is so that means that they just put in hey chat gpt what should we do this year <laughs> and they're like well what do you do and like oh we run a hospital and like oh okay so like what are you, where are you doing right now i'm like well we're at this like okay maybe try an increase of this and they're like okay and they they put it down that's weird <laughs> That's that's like tip of the iceberg, man. There's 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 uh, media outlets that are having to shut down submissions because they're getting so many scam submissions mm-hmm. from people just using chat GPT to write mm-hmm. articles and stories and everything and just submitting them verbatim because like it's like cast a wide net. If you can get one outlet to publish you and pay you a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, you're you set. Like you're good bucks. for the day. Yeah. yeah, like you don't have to work anymore. So they're just submitting thousands and thousands of you know just fucking bullshit AI generated stuff, and, and all that's... these outlets are like, we just can't take submissions anymore. Like this is this is all bullshit. And that's not even getting into all of the digital outlets where owners, editorial leadership are actively pursuing replacing writers with uh with seo uh calibrated text gen software i yeah it's coming like i'm i'm of the mind that like this this could very well be the beginning of that like and it's it's unavoidable when it does happen like you know we're going to pretend that like unions can stop it and all but like let's be honest it's not gonna like this will be the end if it actually hits that point it's not there yet like it's no. it's just not like you can read the shit that's generated and it's good but you can tell like it's mm. not it's just not right yet it's like, good it's, for a machine like it's, machine. it's it's unbelievable for a machine it's it's good in like an uncanny valley like wait that doesn't quite work there like oh that take kind of came out of nowhere and it's so confident about everything that it says because that's how humans talk. You know, we don't talk kind of like, eh, well, I mean, according to this thing, it could be this. According to this, it could be this. It just takes whatever it thinks and is 100% full confidence that that is truth. Um, I, and like at the end of the day, we are, this is, people forget that ChatGPT is a beta. Like what we're, what we are currently operating on isn't a live program 
it is a closed 2020 tw- or 2021 version of the software that we are all beta testing and making better and yeah full release would be taking into account the millions and millions of users that are inputting more and more stuff into it like yeah With i'm AI. just saying it's, yeah i'm right. just saying it's not there yet i i think that there's a very good chance that it's going to get there and then there's going to be a hell of a reckoning but like yeah people are treating it like it is there right now and it's like mm. it, it reminds me of tesla and the self-driving cars like you you should not be treating tesla as though it has solved autonomous driving because not there yet man <laughs> I think it could be there, and I think it could be there in the somewhat near future. It's not there, fam. It's, it's not I, there. I had two thoughts over the course of that. The first one is that I wonder if, like, I've written enough on the internet and consistently enough that Chat GPT could copy me. No, no, no not you specifically. Okay. Not no, me. You'd need, okay, you need millions and millions of words and pages. Yeah, like that's fair. It is synthesizing an impossible amount of information. Like. What was it? Petabytes? Petabytes of information. Oh. Like what? gigabyte, what? terabyte. What is petabyte. that? <laughs> what is that? Uh, you know what? Terabyte? Petabytes? <laughs> um, FBI? <laughs> a child. Uh, I mean, you know a terabyte, and that's that's 1,024 gigabytes. A petabyte is 1,024 terabytes. Uh. It's, it's a lot of info, fam. Um, it's, it's probably doing even maybe the next step up from that in level of data that it's synthesizing. How many so. bits is a byte? 1,024, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. 1,024 bits in a byte, then 1,024 megabytes in a... In a or 1,024 bytes in a megabyte, 1,024 megabytes in a gigabyte. 1,024, yeah, blah, 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 blah. On and What's on. after petobyte? <laughs> I think it's peta, P-E-T-A. There's a petabyte? Yeah. There's an animal, a weird animal rights bite? There's a, a good but not great kind of bread bite. <laughs> There's a Hunger Games character bite? Oh, it's a Zeta bite. Yeah. Mm. There you go. The drug cartels. <laughs> I, and I, get, I don't know. The one kind of half condolence i do have to give to uh yeah some of this ai technology is that um there there is some interesting stuff happening in pornography around <laughs> ai right now which if other technological adaptations i'd be i'd be remiss to not bring up the pornography, pornography angle yes. of it all <laughs> i yeah, there's some ethically dubious stuff happening. <laughs> dubious? Uh, you mean yeah, bad? Ethically the wrong is bad. <laughs> it's not ethically dubious. It's bad. What is the Nazis using... were doing some ethically dubious thing. <laughs> I, I see ads on the internet, not like <laughs> not like shit that you have to seek out. Just things that pop up and they're like, "Hey, here's." A pornography video what if you put the facebook profile of someone you like on this person's face and then they show them getting fucked and that's it's not, like that's not a thing you should be allowed to do that's not what i'm referring to i'm not referring to any of that deep fake shit that that uh twitch streamer yeah, no, lucas is talking about ai generated stuff yeah you can just make like, an- like animated like no. cgi well, yeah, CGI, right. but yeah, no, like just just photorealistic human beings created mm. by AI. Nah, yeah, 
Although honestly, honestly, that group, a lot of them are uh, anime women doing anything. And people give people give them money for that. A lot of them aren't anime women. No. A lot of them are real. Not necessarily women, because you know where this is going. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking anything. Mm. <laughs> or a very specific thing that'll get you thrown in prison. Uh, FBI, open up! Yeah. Nah, man. Shit's fucked. We're, we're all fucked. AIs. AIs. Like, again, I don't want to be a Ludite because it's right. inevitable. I, I am not trying to be that shakes old man shakes fist at cloud thing because like there is nothing anyone's going to be able to do to stop it like the the adoption of this technology it's it's the only it's so funny because this could literally be that thing that everyone kind of like passively pushed off we're like oh what happens if half of the population isn't unemployed is unemployable because like there's just straight up not enough jobs to there's be done nothing to do because yeah. ai has completely overtaken like if that shit happens in the next 10 years andrew yang is going to look like such a fucking genius and it's going to be infuriating i'm going to kill myself he's, he's the only fucking major candidate that was like we need to address the fact that like all of these jobs are going to be gone it's not that like Oh, we're going to have unemployment. It's going to be like the Great Depression. It's like, no, these jobs don't exist anymore. We don't need people to do them. We need to establish some form of universal basic income. Or everyone's just going to kind of like starve to death. Like, when we need uh, we need a plan already, here. That's already kind of happening. Like AI technology to review uh, images on websites, uh, like user-generated content. Like, that's pretty far along already and granted those are jobs that are largely uh outsourced to third world countries but no yeah those are jobs that oh, are just gonna stop existing people. and like yeah, those jobs were all outsourced like every single one i remember reading articles about like facebook and facebook's height you know back when we were in like high school and it's just like oh what it's like to work in a filipino uh fucking yeah, like Facebook factory. Watching yeah. all of the horrifying shit that got reported, uh, and seeing whether or not it violates their terms of service. Like, I don't know. It's it, it, that's an that's just the beginning, you know. Yeah. Like it, every 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 job that can be done on a computer could be automated, basically. So unless you're a fucking mechanic, <laughs> and, and like, even and then, even then, like, they're. Well, yeah. eventually, but that's they're not robots. That's not the yeah. next fucking 10 years. Like you've seen yeah. Boston Dynamics. Like, no, they're, they're cool. They do that's, backflips that's and the shit. Thing. But <laughs> I, I never expected that artificial intelligence as a technology would advance faster than the mechanic dexterity of robots. <laughs> like we we have AIs right now that could fix a car, but it doesn't have the like uh I don't know the digits mechanically to do the things it needs to do. That's that's crazy to me. I thought yep. I thought robotic technology would be so far ahead of AI at this point. We I, have AI, like AI is still so fucking narrow. It's not general in any sense of the word. Like we have AI that could tell you how to fix a car. We don't have AI that could, if given like human dexterity, could just fucking open the hood of a. 2005 toyota camry and start unscrewing shit and like no nah, like we're not 
we're not there. It's it's not general enough, you know, like it can't properly understand its own instructions. It's just like synthesizing because it knows the next word that would come after that based on all of this data that it's been input into. So although it, it's weird, it's impossible to think about really. The dimension there that's becoming increasingly complicated uh, with mechanic shops. Um, a lot of car manufacturers are trying to make uh, their car, yeah. their parts in their car so proprietary. And the software, the cars are running so locked away that, uh, yeah, they're, they're essentially trying to make like non-dealership affiliated mechanics not not a thing anymore. Yeah, they're, Apple's the one that started this trend, like weirdly enough. Mm-hmm. It's literally Apple that started this because before yep. that, cell phones were the same way. Take yeah. your cell phone into a general cell phone repair shop and they will fix it for you. And then Apple came along and was like, we're fucking screwing this shit shut and you can't open it. And if you do, there goes your warranty. There goes everything. Like, we'll sue you your ass. Yeah, yeah, completely fuck you. And and uh, what's his name? Is it Lewis something? That YouTube guy who like, talks about how easy it is to fix iPhones. It's just, you're not allowed to has literally gone to like the U S Supreme court to testify about like how this doesn't stop with Apple. This doesn't stop with smartphones. You need to start looking at anything technology related can be like put under this OEM restricted nature where anything that you do like that they don't approve of will instantly void your warranty and completely fuck over consumers and the Supreme court's like, yeah. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Let's let it go. No big deal. So, I don't know. I got to find this guy's name because he he was all up in this where he was like, "Guys, I know you're thinking like, oh, oh well, just don't get an iPhone, but like that's not this is really dangerous what they're messing with right now." Speaking uh, of no big deal, Lewis I uh Rossman. Oh. Sorry, that's his name real oh, quick. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Lewis good Rossman. shout out. Really cool guy on YouTube. You can you can still watch him. Speaking of no big deal, the Crunchyroll Anime Awards happened. Cyberpunk won Anime of the Year. Watch it. Nah. I don't like watching commercials, Andrew. I'm sorry. The game already came out. It's not selling anymore. It's not a commercial. It's just a IP. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, nah. the Witcher Netflix show is not a commercial for the Witcher game. I, I, I'm pretty sure some Steam data, some sales data would beg to differ, but okay. <laughs> this is another thing that pierced my, or pierced my Twitter bubble, and I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> Luke is going to have something to say. I, I, I don't know. This, um, oh, God, I... I the Crunchyroll Anime Awards are weird in that I don't think any of the winners, I don't think any of the nomination process was as interesting as kind of the flagging that the decisions made around the Anime Awards by Crunchyroll leadership indicate for the future of the company. Um, for instance, like th- this year, the Crunchyroll Anime Awards were held in Japan and aired in like Japanese prime time. Which is to say, like, 3 a.m. in, like, Los Angeles. So, it really seemed like Crunchyroll was undercutting a huge part of their market base, of their viewer base, simply It's a to... Japanese medium. Why wouldn't it air in Japan? 
Yeah, I get that a bunch of Americans watch the shows, but but it's made by Japanese people. Why it's made in Japan? Like, why wouldn't these shows have their awards in Japan? Wouldn't it be weirder if Japanese anime awards were held in like fucking New York City? I Andrew Crunchyroll is a middleman. They are a media licensor. They're a U.S. company. Yeah, I'm talking about the shows that they release. Like, those shows are made in Japan. Is the Crunchyroll Awards the main anime awards? Like, are those the biggest awards in the anime industry or no? uh, Biggest in the sense that they are kind of the only outside of, like, yeah then i agree with andrew yeah oh yeah like what if they were like if it was like these are the Crunchyroll awards but there's also like the anime awards and those are kind of bigger than fair but like if this is it then yeah it should be where the media originates i would say oh you mean like does japan have any version of like no not japan like does the world have like the fucking oscars i know they're not perfect but like they're getting better at including more and more foreign films like in in best picture races and stuff like that so like the oscars are now kind of the world's movie awards they're the biggest ones but like the majority of them still come from the united states so it should take place in the united states like yeah for anime this is the biggest anime awards for the industry then i think it would make sense for it to come from japan or to be air in japan where most of the anime is made i I mean, there are other events like Tokyo Anime Awards, like the Japanese animation industry does have like their own internal ways to acknowledge uh, that talent. Um, I don't know. I I see that. I see this move as like Crunchyroll execs being a cozying up to business partners rather than, hey, let's do this at a time and in a way that is actually (laughs) beneficial, that is actually like. Uh, uh, that is actually for the people paying our subscription costs. The people do our people customers. do do people in Japan have access to Crunchyroll? Why would they? What do you mean? Why would they? Because like, it's on it's, TV. There, it's, it's on... a streaming service. Lots of shows are on TV in America. I don't have a fucking cable subscription. If the Netflix awards happened, like I don't know, like those would still be sh- like shows that I would watch. I- it's my understanding that Crunchyroll is a much smaller streaming service in Japan because a lot of those licensing rights, um, a lot of ways to digitally view that media uh, in Japan are through local subsidiaries rather than like the international Crunchyroll platform. So I will say, if you're telling us that like the vast majority of Crunchyroll's u- user base is from the United States, I understand how some people would be like, well, why isn't this for us? But, like, you gotta acknowledge that, like, these are Japanese shows made in Japanese by Japanese people. Like, it doesn't make, I mean, it, I think you gotta acknowledge it. It makes sense that it would be in Japan. Maybe you could say it would also make sense to be in America, but you can't be like, it doesn't make sense that it's in Japan. I'm trying to find out if the United States has more anime fans than Japan, like just because we have so many more people, you know, and these articles are horrific. Like they don't (laughs) tell me how this line makes sense between 90 and a hundred million people from all over the world, watch anime 
Estimations dictate that somewhere between 40 and 60% of the global population watch anime content. That's a lot more than that. Yeah. That's, that's billion. 4 billion people. Yeah. And also, bullshit. I don't believe that. <laughs> yeah. 40% of the global population watches anime? Not true. I don't Maybe believe Maybe 40% of the global population has heard of anime. Yeah, like literally has heard of. Like we're just, you can wipe entire continents off of like anime fandom. There's no fucking shot that 40% watches anime. I just, I just don't believe it. And now they're saying in the United States, approximately 72% of people watch anime regularly. Not true. What? Not true at all. <laughs> like what? What percentage of the population is baby boomers? Like 40%? Like, no I think y'all need to step outside of your shit. bubbles on this one, actually. You know? Wait, what was that? I think y'all need to step outside of your bubbles on this one, actually. Yeah, that's what it really is. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then another odd thing about the uh, Crunchyroll Anime Awards uh, that I took personal on bridge with was that a big part of uh, their media campaign, a big part of uh, people talking about uh, Crunchyroll people talking about the award show is that they want to uh, acknowledge like the work, the talent, the teams uh, behind these shows, behind this anime. Like their listings, their like vote on uh vote on these nominees it didn't even include information like who the director of the anime you were voting on was that that information was still obtusified in a way that is kind of talking out of both sides of their mouth probably should do that yeah now that's your role is director the most important role who what's is it like the same as like the director of an american movie where it's like that's like the executor, you know, like the biggest person. Like, what is the big role in anime? Because, uh, like in in the U.S., like for TV, it's usually more like creator or mm-hmm. you know, like some type of like a showrunner. There's like another title. I don't know. Um, I believe it is director. I, I I think that I mean, like studio executives, I think have a little more direct oversight on uh, anime projects than like Western shows, but. Yeah, I think the position is a uh, director that uh, mm. they're the, the end all be all more or less. So but like what what does that even look like? Like, because, for example, the showrunner in the United States is usually a writer, you know, mm. like of some sort, they're a writer because TV is so much more focused on writing, you know, because you have to constantly keep making new stories like over and over and over. Right. So like the director is in charge of the animation or like what? What what is a what does that even mean? I guess in anime? I think they're giving like, final approval on like every element of it. Uh, I don't think they are directly sitting in on writers' meetings. That might change for the project since a lot of uh, anime is adapted from other media, so that writing process could be more expedited potentially. Um, but I believe, yeah, like uh, rough cuts, uh, storyboards. I think directors are looking through and approving all of that and potentially giving notes. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Japan. Japan. Um yeah, that was the Crunchyroll Anime Awards. I, I don't yeah. I Lucas you, does not subscribe, except for you probably do, I'm guessing. I I expense it. I don't pay for it. I have a subscription, <laughs> but I expense it. Someone it's kind of the opposite of boycotting. Yeah. You're giving money, <laughs> even though you're not giving money. Uh 
Anyway, yeah, on uh, the Fandom Anime live stream that I do, uh, d- 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 top of the year, I ranked the best anime of 2022, uh, and that is the only correct list and acknowledgement of what is actually good. Uh, from I was last part year. of that. Yeah, you were in that yeah. stream. Yeah, I, I got I got a couple shows in there. Yeah, I did it. That's those are my shows. <laughs> I upset Lucas really bad, Andrew. You weren't there. Because oh. I, <laughs> I put in Akiba Made War, and Lucas yeah. is like, maybe we don't talk about that yet because that's my number one. And then she was like, yeah, let's talk about it. <laughs> and then you could tell Lucas was not planning on that being the way that the show would go. <laughs> All right, guess this is just going to be at number one for the next yep. 45 minutes. Yep. It's the only uh, anime that I knew <laughs> that came yeah. out that year at that uh, time. Yeah. What, what was this on? On Twitch. Uh, on Twitch. Oh, on, on yeah. Twitch. Okay. Yeah. Just, I threw uh, out Akiba Made War because he tried to get it in our top tens. And I was like, mm-hmm. I know Lucas loves this one. I'll help him out. And then he was yeah. like, maybe we don't talk uh, about that yet. Yeah. I, was like, I, I accidentally <laughs> violated uh, violated the Twitch terms of service when mm. I, I commented on your stream. <laughs> you dox yourself? What happened? No. Um, uh, Lucas like was like, I asked a question. I can't even remember what it was um, because they had just thrown like they had thrown off a one liner about like vigilante woodsman and i said that sounds like a like a great name for an anime you should pitch that and then lucas brought up something called axe cop and i said all axe cops are bastards (laughs) and and then i got like a notification that they were like reviewing what i had said Ah, i approved (laughs) it i ended up approving it oh okay axe cab (laughs) you got a, a couple of c's in there uh yeah I got notes back. I, I finally got notes back on my first draft of that. Uh, I could have made war is socialism piece. So look out for that one world. Um, speaking of shows, we should head into the last of us uh, discussion. I think episode seven was fine to me. Yeah, it was personally. Okay. It just didn't. They told a story in episode three. That was like this standalone romance story mm-hmm. uh, right. between sexual minorities and it was like let's do boy, it it's, yeah it's gonna be hard to top that one like you really fucking knocked it out of the park primarily because you weren't anchored by this source material you were able to just kind of tell a really good story and this was you know more or less shot for shot from from the game and mm-hmm. boy there's just a lot of wonders huh like just yeah. just just so many wonders <laughs> Those those escalators could have easily been one of the wonders. <laughs> I didn't have to. They just kept fucking coming. It was like, damn, yeah, we're really like, gonna keep doing random shit. Like the, I felt like the purpose of that episode was more like instead of telling the story, it was like, how do we get like the amount of emotional experiences from these characters as possible? Because Riley's only going to be in this one episode. How do we make her a memorable character? And like, well, what if we have all these individual wonders? So it feels like these are individual stories, but it's like, it's just, it's just the same emotion that you're hitting five times. It's just them going someplace being like, holy shit, isn't it crazy how they used to live? And then (laughs) interacting with it and being like, wow, look at how innocent they are. Uh, Yeah. I, I just I I think that it was more well done in the DLC. Right. This might be the first time that I've said that where I think that 
the game the game did, did it better. better like it's I, it's kind of rare but i think that that might be the first time in this show that that's happened it hits so much i don't know it, it's a lot more immediate when like you are controlling ellie on this date more or less and, yeah. and feels like less I don't know, maybe this is too extreme, but less skeezy or voyeuristic under those circumstances, too. When, like, you are so much closer to Ellie, you are literally, like, in her shoes, controlling her on the state along uh, with her. And, like, I don't know, in the show, especially just knowing, like, where it was going to go. And I don't think, like, I think people who didn't even play the game could have guessed that. Um, It's just, like... I don't know. It, it felt a lot more like Ellie is less a character in this episode and more like this is what a writer's room full of 30 and 40 somethings imagining who they want their daughter to be is like that. that's what they're turning Ellie into here. Maybe that's mean. Maybe that's poorly thought out of me. But like that was my reaction to this. Like we get it. Cool. You're into Mortal Kombat too. Great. I don't buy that you know those combos immediately. But it's they talk cool. about it because they have her yeah. have like video game magazines and shit like that. Like the idea is that they've been reading about this game for years and all of a sudden and now they finally get they to actually get a chance yeah. to play it and they never thought they would. And so, yeah, they're like going for the combos and shit like that. But I'm yeah, like there's no fucking shot that any of those arcade machines work after 20, 20 years of years. complete disuse and no repair like. I, or fuck the arcade machines sense. the escalators those things are being busted uh, shut like i don't know man i they're protected enough from the elements um funnily enough i did go to a mall today and uh we took an escalator up to another floor of the mall like in a store it was a jc Penney's. and when we got there there was a guy's like yeah you got to take the elevator if you want to go back down like what do you mean if we want to go back down of course, you want to go back down. Like, there's no way out of the top floor. Just walk out the like, window. Because the the down escalator was gone. Not shut off. It was missing. Oh. Like, the stairs were gone. It was just a chasm. Is what there if no there was... stairs either? Like, regular stairs? We no. found them, but they were, like, in, like, they, they had propped the door open because it was an emergency exit. Yeah. Uh, like, behind what used to be, like, a customer service counter. Like in a different part of the mall. So yeah, well, it was, it was, going up California, the escalator was a mistake. I remember that about Wisconsin and the Mitch Hedberg joke like rang true. The whole like uh, escalators are never broken. They just become stairs. Yeah. You know, like in Wisconsin, they used to, yeah, you could walk on escalators that weren't running. Here in California, they rope them off. I don't, I don't know if that's your experience, Lucas, but every escalator that I've seen that isn't actively running, they like block. They're like, don't take this. I don't know why that is. I don't know if it's because escalators are fucking sketchy as shit. I know the inventor doesn't take them. <laughs> the guy who invented escalators didn't ride on them. Like, I don't, I don't know, man. I think there might be some shit going on with escalators that the man is preventing us from seeing. <laughs> this goes all the way to the top. Dang. You have to take an escalator to get there, but it goes all know. the way to the top. Is it one of those things where it's like just a, a lawsuit magnet, a broken escalator? Because you could argue, I could see somebody making the argument like, well, I was walking on a not moving escalator, which means it was broken and malfunctioning and I injured myself. And that wouldn't have happened if it were an escalator instead of a set of stairs. 
But if anything, I would guess that Wisconsin would be a more litigious state than California, to be honest with you. Mm. So I don't, I don't know. Like, that's where I grew up is like, aha, yeah, you just walk up escalators even when they're broken. It's fine. Yeah, fair. I don't know. That might that tale might be completely apocryphal, the whole that they don't <laughs> take them because it's like there's been multiple inventors. There's a guy named fucking Jesse Reno. John Escalator. <laughs> There's a guy named Jesse Reno, and then the one that we think of as an escalator is Charles Seaberger, who then sold it to Otis, which we all know. So, I don't know, man. I don't know where that story comes from. But, I don't know, man. Escalator's sketch. I don't trust him. Mm. Do you trust Facebook? No. (laughs) What? Is that even a question? And no one should. Um, uh, and that was definitely what I learned. Uh, one of the many themes and ideas I took away from rewatching <laughs> the movie The Social Network. It's subtle, but one of the themes is that Facebook bad. <laughs> it's 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 in the subtext. You got to kind of dig for it, but <laughs> it is. That's one of the one of the deep metaphorical thematic elements that you might see recurring throughout the narrative if you pay close attention. It is just wild how, like, incredibly well and incredibly poorly this movie is aged simultaneously. I want to hear how it aged poorly. Like, I, I want to I want to hear some takes. I haven't seen it in a few years. Everyone in this movie is talking about, like, oh, my God, Facebook is such cool shit. Like, this is this is where the youths are, man. This is punk no, rock. It was this where is, the youths It was were. when it was made. Right. Yeah. yeah. They, TikTok They're, wasn't around at that point when they made the movie, or even is, when the movie took place. Like, it's not so much that it aged poorly; it's that Facebook aged poorly. Like, right, this is a the movie, movie about, itself. Yeah, this is a movie about a website that doesn't exist anymore. It is not a movie about a website. It is a movie about a man, <laughs> a lizard. The name is the Social Network, Andrew. It's a little bit about the website. I mean, you could argue even that the title is has a double meaning, that the other network is like the network of people that made Facebook and and their relationship. I don't know. I saw the same movie. Andrew's, Andrew's digging deep now. I, I, now I don't know anymore. But like, it, it's a, it's a yeah. movie about like the greed of man and like Zuckerberg being a piece of shit even back in the day before his billions corrupted him further. Yeah. You know, right. Zuckerberg is a is a piece of shit. They it leans heavily on the um corruptible humans seek power versus the power corrupts absolutely mm-hmm. side of the spectrum. Like the the people that get into power are the people that don't deserve it. Like that's that's what that movie is saying. Um I don't I don't what what else aged poorly? Is there anything else or is it just that? Because I I I would be kind of bummed if it's also like got weird shitty takes on some moments. Because I feel like the protect he's never really right very sympathetic. Like like Andrew said, from the jump, he's kind mm-hmm. of a piece of shit. So you don't really get that angle where it's like, oh boy, but he sure is trying his best. Like uh, well, one thing that is aged poorly is that uh, Army Hammer plays the Winklevosses. He plays both of them. I yes, for- I forgot about that. I knew that. that. You didn't know that? That's again, that's not the movie aging poorly. You can't 
blame the movie for things that happened outside also, of the movie. Also, I'd it's argue really... that's perfect casting. That's... You have a fucking <laughs> actual cannibal like well, playing two psychos. They're not... The Winklevosses uh, are not that bad. They're, they're, the Winklevosses not... are huge alt writers that are talking about oh, are like they a now? new world oh. order shit. Yeah. Did the Winklevosses uh, go Q? Oh, yes. No. Yes. That's, that's their whole shame. thing now. But they're the like, Winklevosses oh, were always awful. Well, yeah, we knew they were awful. But Before like... they became as bad as they are now, they were like super rich, like trust I... fund babies. That was the best they ever were. They were dad. Yes, the movie makes it absolutely clear that they're daddy's money's pieces of shit, but not. It makes them sympathetic by the end, you know. Well, and they, what they, the what what they are now happened after that. <laughs> like, part of that could it like a lot of people are like thinking that a lot of what they're doing now was because they were trying to compensate for their perceived loss of fame and fortune from Facebook, which you know, was kind of rightfully theirs. Wait, so where, 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 where are they Q? <laughs> I don't know. I see them on Twitter a lot. Where, where are they all right? Who are you following, to... following that you're getting promo tweets from I the know, I know. I don't, I don't follow them. Um, I see, I follow a lot of people that like comment on that kind of stuff. Oh, the reply guys. Yeah. yeah. Love them. So what, like if I go to their Twitter, he'll have like, Really shitty things that will be immediately apparent. I know that they're big into like crypto, but like um, right. they're also big, also... they're also like super anti-COVID, like anti-vax that kind of stuff. They've made like billions on uh, crypto, so it's kind of like hard to blame them for being big on crypto. It's like yeah, you know, it's like you can't blame Mark Cuban for being big on fucking. All the shit Mark Cuban sold. I mean... Uh, My working I... thesis at the moment is the next bull run is going to start in the East. It will be a humbling reminder that crypto is a global asset class. And the West, really the US, always only ever had two options. Embrace it or be left behind. It can't be stopped. Let me know. Any the government media that and big tech and everyone else are con- like who continue to try to censor, silence, coerce, and shame public discourse on topics like the lab leak theory are responsible for this. Okay. Classic. China huh. did it. Yeah. That tracks. Crypto billionaires are pieces of shit. What else aged poorly, Lucas? Um, I think this movie invented like the libertarian guys with asian wives trope before that existed um i forget the last name's character but like uh that the, the andrew garfield's character eduardo he has a line he has a line where he's better uh, fetishizing asian women towards the beginning of the movie and i'm like that plays so much worse in uh 2023 than it did when this movie came out in 2010 yeah i think that's been around for a long time i think yeah weird anti-tax anti-government dudes having asian wives is dude the only thing that white guys like better than not paying taxes is having an asian girlfriend i mean it's just how it goes and no one can blame them yeah that was it those were pretty good movie then i'm gonna say (laughs) no i've aged poorly (laughs) to be clear fantastic film i Maybe one of Fincher's best. Maybe Fincher's best. I don't know. But it is very good. No, I, I thoroughly 
I thoroughly enjoyed it. So um, I <laughs> Justin Timberlake as as Sean Parker, the guy who invented Napster, is brilliant casting. Yeah. Do Do you think he like understood the assignment at that point? Like, we need you to just be the piece of shit that you are, Justin Timberlake. <laughs> um. And I will say, uh, Marie actually pointed this out. Uh, the entire film is shot like it's a crime movie. Like you are uncomfortably close to Mark Zuckerberg, Jesse Eisenberg's Mark Zuckerberg, uh, the entire yeah. time. Um, Probably intentional. Yeah. No. It, I did. Damn. No notes. Terrific. Okay. Fincher's best. Fuck, man. I need to rewatch Social Network, I think, but like mm, Seven Mind Hunter, Gone Girl, House of Cards season one, but I guess I the later the, seasons tarnish I, it. I forgot that Gone Girl was a Fincher movie. Yeah, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, Zodiac, Se- Sevenin, Fight Club. So Sevenin. Yeah, Joey Bednarski made that joke freshman year, and I've never oh, dropped Fight it. Club. it Fight I, Club. I still maintain Sevenin. Yeah. I mean, I don't, he probably wasn't the first to make it, but yeah. Alien 3 was his first movie? Uh, That's Alien to the Third Power? <laughs> I don't know, man. He did music videos. Paul Abdul, it's just the way that you love me. I mean, yeah. he was an assistant cameraman on Return of the Jedi. I, 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 come on. <laughs> come on. That's, that's Return of the Jedi erasure. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's going to be Mindhunter for me, even if I rewatch Social Network. Andrew, I know you were into it too. Oh, no, Mindhunter is really good. I didn't think. I thought we were only counting movies. He didn't do many shows. Mm. It's that House of Cards and Love, Death, and Robots, and he only did one episode of Love, Death, and Robots. So, did the did I hear correctly that Mindhunter is just not continuing on? Yeah, it's done. It's, it's officially dead. Oh, is it officially dead? Yeah, Fincher Last killed I heard it. Like, it right, was just yeah. Like, Fuck, dude! Like, yeah. why? Fincher basically said, "Like, I'm, we're done. We're never doing anymore." But even why? Though. He didn't have like, it in him. He he's making a movie for Netflix <laughs> this year. Yeah, no, I think he doesn't want to do any more Mind Hunter. I think he and just like, bro, the BTK killer. You, it was really good. Yeah, you introduced the BTK killer as a tease like, for two seasons, and then nothing. We got a fucking cliffhanger. Yeah. I mean, Dude. like, I oh God, I'm going to have to, like, do some mental gymnastics to be like, oh, no, that's actually the correct way. Because, like, the BTK killer is a real person. We know how it ended up. We were just seeing his story of how he got there in the All show. All of the but, stories were real people. Everyone I that know. they were chasing were real people. They I know. Were the only I'm fake fucking people. pissed off. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, they're the only ones that weren't real. Every other person in the story is real. The mayor of Atlanta, like everyone's real other than them. God damn. I, I think I think it's uh, it's just unfortunate. Maybe maybe it just it got built up too much and he had already had that happen with House of Cards and he got mm-hmm. nervous that he wouldn't be able to pull it off and Pulled the plug before he could get any negative feedback. I think, uh, I don't know. I, I I thought I heard something. I thought Maria might have mentioned something that uh, he noted it was a particular draining production for him. So maybe oh, like yeah. that. Unbelievable. Yeah. The stress of making a TV show versus a movie is just not even comparable, really. Like mm. it, it's it's on another level in terms of like the shit that you're wrangling and how much you're shooting. And Yeah. And not and, to and the, the the indefinite nature of it, and not to hype up David Fincher. Not that 
maybe that's not even possible, but especially when you get as like the perfectionist, every frame of painting as he does that. Yeah. How much, how much longer is uh mind hunter already than even his longest movie? They invented a camera for that show. <laughs> they invented a for fucking camera for David Fincher so that he could do mind hunter. It's like the, the red xenomorph or something like they, <laughs> They straight up were like, he needs a lighter weight camera that can still shoot cinematic quality imagery so he can get the shots he needs for this new show he's doing. And it was like, all right, here you go. It's a new camera for you, Mr. Fincher. Like, it's fucking wild. Um, This one's starting to get a little long, but uh, anything else we want to talk about, either as a group or individually? I am... Um... Still working my way through Fire Emblem Engage. Uh, having having a good time there. End is in sight, though. You know, I'm grateful. I got like 45 hours into that thing. I've, I've, I'm, I'm starting to have my fill. Nice. Yeah. All right. If that's the case, then we are wrapping on episode 216 of the Voluntary Viewing Podcast, which will almost certainly be called ironically deuce if you like what you heard like comment subscribe etc check us out on instagram youtube and tiktok for highlight clips uh act blue link in the description to help a collection of great progressive causes if you want to support us you can do so through the anchor podcast platform or on our patreon uh and join the likes of the terrific tiffany cole sucky badger and sensual richard nixon um i'm lucas derider i'm on twitter at lucas derider keep up with that for all of my writing uh, also, the other stuff I'm doing on the internet, uh, not fully locked in yet, but I think this Thursday, I'm going to be doing a live stream. I'm going to be talking about VTubers. Um, I don't know how that's going to go, but uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that, and hopefully other people are too. Uh, and also, I just did a fantastic live stream with uh, editor-in-chief of But Why Though, Kate Sanchez, where we talk about the kind of malleable boundaries between uh, different genres in anime and manga. So check that out on the fandom Twitch channel uh, as a VOD, as a highlight. But uh, regardless, thank you all so much for checking this out. Hope you have a fantastic week. Goodbye. Goodbye.